Hey, welcome to this week's Real Estate Life with Kevin Riles. You might be wondering why am I putting my hands on my face uh, and above my, because it's, it's that, con- that coronavirus, that corona, I'm just kidding, that coronavirus uh, is out there. Hey, this week we're going to talk about coronavirus and real estate, the coronavirus and real estate. Did y'all get it? I don't have a mask. I couldn't afford a mask, so I don't know how that's going to sound in your eardrums, uh, in the car, or however you listen to the podcast. So, coronavirus and real estate, DJ. Hit that music, please. (coughs) Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Hey, welcome to this week's The Real Estate Life with Kevin Riles. This is your boy, Kevin Riles. I've been on hiatus. I went on a spring break trip to the University of Texas uh, in Austin. My daughter is an upcoming senior. Uh, and she's checking out school, so we went to go check out the University of Texas. And just as a side note, it has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, for those of you who know that I teach at a historically black college and university, Prairie View A&M University. I am, a, I am a graduate of a historically black college and university, Morehouse College. But I was really impressed with University of Texas. I mean, like it made my, my wife and I want to go to school there, and, and the tour wasn't for us. Uh, I mean, all the stuff that they have access to is amazing what money can do. They have like an Amazon station uh, in the gym where you get your Amazon packages uh, uh, delivered. They have like all these different, I mean, it's just, I'm, you know, I have no uh, dog in the fight. I'm, of course, I would love my daughter to go to uh, Spelman College, which is the, uh, uh, which is the uh, sister school to Morehouse College. But if she do, does go to a PWI, primary white institution, uh, then UT definitely made the list uh, this weekend. So uh, why did you uh, guys want uh, to hear that? Uh, and and so, uh, you know, you didn't want to hear that, but I just thought I would share that. So that's why if you're looking on video, I got my UT shirt on. UT, by the way, is my adopted Texas school uh, because uh, before I went to Morehouse College, I was able to uh, get um, the... Um, I was had a scholarship offer to University of Texas, and I actually had paid my dorm deposit. For those UT people out there, I was going to stay in Jester Hall, uh, and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, Morehouse came with their loot, uh, and I went to Atlanta, and they dropped us off at the back gate of Spelman, and I said, "Oh my God, I want to go to Atlanta and and go to this school." And they were like, "Well, this is not Morehouse, this is Spelman." I said, "Well, whatever is close to Spelman, I want to <laughs> I want to go to." Uh, and then I found out Martin Luther King went to school there and all these other folks. But anyway, I digress. What am I talking about this week? Well, um, as, as, as of this taping, the entire world has shut down uh, uh, because of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Uh, and uh, I mean, when I say the entire world, they canceled March Madness. They have canceled, as of today, the Masters. Uh, they've canceled all the turn- uh, conference tournaments. Uh, they've canceled my daughter's school for the next two weeks um, at Prairie View A&M University, where I'm a professor. They have canceled uh, uh, in play or they have extended uh, spring break by a week. And then possibly when we get back uh, uh, from the break, uh, they're going to do all online classes, which is what I was teaching anyway uh, this semester. Uh, at Harvard University, they have literally canceled classes for the rest of the semester. Everything else will be online, and they've given the students five days to move out. At Morehouse College, they've canceled classes for the rest of the semester. So, literally, Mr. Producer and I were just saying, it's almost, I don't believe this, is, this virus is God-inspired. I, I really don't. But I, what I will say is that it seems like the universe has told this entire world, you know what, sit y'all's butt down and just chill. 
right now because and don't watch sports just have conversations uh even yesterday xbox live went down um and all the kids on twitter were like oh my god the, the virus got the xbox live and uh, people were posting memes with uh people playing jacks old school jacks for those you out there remember playing uh jacks with your your, your sisters um yes i play jacks i know it's a, like a, not a dude thing but i had girl cousins uh, and I was I was murdered on them jacks too, boy. I'm telling you, I could sweep up the whole thing. You know, y'all remember? Because you had to bounce the ball and pick up the thing and then pick up two and then pick up three and then I forgot how many. And then at the end, you had to pick them all up. I was gangster with it. I was gangster with it. Uh, so, um, uh, Mr. Producer acting like he ain't never played jacks. You know you played jacks, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, one he said one time. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, uh, so with that being said, I thought it was appropriate uh, to talk about COVID-19 and real estate or coronavirus and real estate. That's our, our subject for uh, today. And um, the reason I thought it was appropriate is because right now there's, I would say, panic going on. Uh, and, and in some cases, rightly so. Uh, but what effect does that have on, uh, is this going to have on the real estate market? And the answer really is, I don't know. No one really knows what effect this is going to have on the real estate market. But what I do know is I can be informed by what has happened previously in times uh, where we've had a uh, slowdown or a recession. And there's no greater time uh, to uh, that we've had in my lifetime, as far as real estate is concerned, than 2006, 2007, 2008, and really for me, 2009. So that four-year run was my financial Armageddon, my business Armageddon. Uh, I contemplated getting out of the business. I almost got out of the business because it was just that bad during that time. And so um, to me, uh, you know, you start to hear the reports of things slowing down. And in addition to this coronavirus, what we have now, especially in the Houston market, is we have oil prices that are hitting $20 a barrel. Uh, why is that important? Uh, we have a lot of oil field services and oil companies that make their money on the, sh uh, the shale, um, um, uh, getting, one, getting oil out of the, sh the shale, which is in you know, mid-Texas, West Texas, things of that nature. And in order for them to be even somewhat break-even, from what I've read, that oil prices have to be a around $35 a barrel. So uh, at one point in time last week was uh, $15 below their break-even point. And um, for the foreseeable future, oil is going to struggle. And so although Houston has diversified its economy, uh, and we're not as dependent as we were in the 80s on oil. It is still a major source. I think over 60% or 65% of jobs are related to the oil um, business in one way, shape, or form. So we got coronavirus. We got the oil uh, uh, controversy. And then we still have some latency as far as uh, trade and things of that nature. So what all that spells is everyone in the last couple of days in the financial uh, press has basically been saying, hey, look, we're headed to a recession. In fact, the Dow um, uh, stopped trading the other day. It hit all three tests to stop trading uh, so that, and I say this is today we are taping this on a Friday. Uh, I want to say that was Wednesday. Um, and so we are officially in a bear market. We've lost more than 20% of the value on the SAP uh, SAP, SNP, sorry, my IT days, SNP and uh, the uh, Dow. So I say all of that to say that um, 
not as good times are coming. I'm not going to say bad times are coming, but we are in the midst of a financial and physical hurricane, financial and physical hurricane. But what I've learned uh, in having gone through now multiple hurricanes, physical hurricanes, uh, as it pertains to Hurricane um, Harvey, especially uh, Ike, uh, Tropical Storm Allison here in Houston is that we are a resilient people. And all of those natural disasters, real estate opportunities presented themselves after the disaster. And all of them. Uh, I'm going back to uh, uh, Tropical Storm Allison, which is when I was kind of uh, maybe early career in real estate where we had uh, multiple uh, floods and things of that nature here in the Houston area. Real estate opportunities presented themselves. Uh, in Hurricane Ike, which basically destroyed Galveston, Texas, uh, afterwards, um, there were huge amounts of real estate in Galveston for sale for pennies on the dollar. Yes, it needed work, or yes, it needed to be torn down, but the people that bought that now are selling those same properties that they bought for thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for $300,000 and $400,000. And so not all things are uh, bad. When there's chaos, there's opportunity. Uh, and so my opinion is that this coronavirus, this slowdown, this oil uh, issues that we're having, uh, if you've prepared properly, you are w would be well positioned to be able to look for potential uh, deals. I always have people call my office and say, hey, I want a uh, uh, deal. You have any deals? And I always ask them what their definition of a deal is, because for different people, that's different things. Uh, and so some people will say, well, a deal to me is is 50 percent off market value. Well, that's that is a deal. But to me, that's that's a steal. Right. And so um, with that being said, what you may find over the next 18 months to 24 months is that um, there are more steals out there than deals, because in this latest market, I would say through the end of last year, there really weren't that many steals out there. I mean, literally, you could find deals maybe 10, 20% off market. And I'm sure someone out there would say, well, hey, I found a couple of steals. Yeah, you can, but they weren't as, as, as plentiful uh, as I think that they will become in the next 18 to 24 months. So if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting to, to purchase um, real estate, I think now is, is the time. Uh, I think there are parts of the market that will stay strong. I think multifamily will stay relatively strong um, as far as uh, people are looking for yield. People still need a place to stay. C-class multifamily, as I've said many times on this podcast, is still uh, the best investment regardless of the um, market. Uh, in that even in, in good markets, you get better rents In bad markets. If you have to discount rents, you stay full because uh, typically your basis of what you have into the property is not as as high. And so uh, I would just tell you not to panic, but to watch, uh, to watch and, and, and be ready to pounce on uh, opportunities out there in the real estate market. Before we went uh, started taping, I looked up a couple of articles here in the last 48 to 72 hours on uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus in real estate. And uh, one of the commercial real estate um, firms, CBRE, puts out really good reports and they have a report already written on COVID-19 and its effect. And they talked about its effect on Europe and the supply chain uh, coming uh, out of uh, China uh, and that it would have uh, you know short-term implications as to real estate. But 
they indicated in, in their opinion, these are economists that are doing this report, that long term they felt like real estate still had uh, some uh, good fundamentals. Now I've gone to a couple of economic forecasts here lately as well. The one area from a commercial real estate standpoint that is anticipated to struggle is office, uh, office leasing. Um, um, those vacancies are, are predicted to go up to possibly uh, 20 to 25% of the market over 18 uh, to, to 20 uh, months. And so uh, that's an area where you know people were concerned. And that was before the co- coronavirus. That was uh, more so related to uh, to the oil, um, uh, oil problems. And so for those of you that are out there are investors, because I know a lot of my listeners are investors, this is the time you need to, to start moving that money around and getting ready uh, to be able to look for opportunities for if you're a single family home investor, it's a great opportunity as well when there's chaos and, and I'm not saying some people are like man you know you're you're being um, not sympathetic to the people that will be losing their uh, you know houses or whatever the case may be that is not the case at all I, I want everybody to keep their real estate but it's just the nature of uh, the economy that uh, our economy is based on cycles it never always just goes up I know we've gotten used to it just going up because we've had uh, such a level of economic expansion starting in 2008 all the way basically through last this month. Um, but, you know, things change. And so what I had decided in 06, 07, 08 is that I would never put myself in a position where financially where I wouldn't be prepared for the next down cycle. So uh, I've been saving business money and personal money like crazy so that if something happened, uh, I would be ready uh, not only personally, but also business wise to be able to continue operating. So I feel relatively well prepared for this down cycle, but I'm also even myself looking for opportunities uh, to be able to get, um, uh, you know, deals. Uh, I think this is about to be deal season, uh, maybe mid to late this year, especially uh, later in the year. And so I think you just need to be prepared. So I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes on um, COVID-19 in real estate and just remember a couple things. One, that um, um, one of the sayings in, in Cher's family, my wife's family, is all sickness ain't death. And literally, uh, and that's in life and in business. So, yes, we're going through a quote unquote sickness, but, um, you know, things will will rebound. We just a resilient people and a resilient uh, nation Two, why things are not going the greatest. I think you should be out there looking for opportunities for uh, uh, things you buy low, you sell high. I just read an article before we went on air about um, the Dow being down 20 percent and all of the analysts are saying, hey, it's a great time to buy which is true, right? And so people are on Facebook talking, oh, my 401k, my 401k, you know, yeah, your 401k is down, but it's also a great time to buy. Uh, if you buy something right now at a dollar uh, that was $5 and it goes back up over the next two or three years to $7, you win it. So it's a great time to buy. So I'm not a stock picker or a huge stock guy, but you know, I'm, I'm about to um, to purchase some index traded funds that I have in my portfolio uh, and try to uh, uh, capitalize on the fact that they're almost close to their 52-week low. So with that being said, you know, and I would say finally, as you look for these opportunities, this is a great time also to, to uh, go and establish relationships with community banks and smaller banks uh, so that you can and be nimble, so you can be nimble as far as financing is concerned and have established relationships. So that's Kevin Riles' report on the COVID-19 coronavirus in real estate. Um, 
this opportunity is going to be out there. Just just sit and wait, save your money, uh, and we're going to be all right. All right. Uh, thank you guys again for uh, listening, and I will see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening as always. Do you have questions about any of the topics I'm talking about? If you have questions, let me know. Email me at Kevin at KevinRiles.com. Again, that's Kevin at KevinRiles.com. I'm going to do a podcast just on the questions uh, that you guys are sending me. So feel free to send them to me. Again, that's Kevin at KevinRiles.com. 